0: So your friend, David Chandler, has interfered with the completion of our renovation. Did you know that? No. We were supposed to be getting a silicone guy come in on Saturday. <laughs> and he couldn't because there was a building they're working on that the commissioner had been through and insisted that all the bathrooms had to be re as they call it.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. I, David didn't let me know that.
0: <laughs> so that's... <laughs> So basically, oh. they were panic stations.
1: So that's the reason I still can't have a shower in my fabulous new renovated bathroom.
0: Yeah, David Chandler. Bloody hell. Well. We will be talking about not renovations, but rectification of defects um, in a minute. And we're going to talk about a rescue plan for the Waverley Bowling Club, which is going to result in 55 luxury apartments for over 55s. And we're going to talk about redesign of the Flat Chat website. It's not a redesign, it's a bit of a tweak, that's all. And we'll explain what we've been up to. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the Flat Chat column for the Australian Financial Review.
1: And I'm Sue Williams. I write about property for Domain.
0: And this is the Flat Chat Wrap. was a huge story in the sun herald at the weekend about the amount that's having to be paid in home building compensation
1: that's right i didn't quite understand it though because i wanted you to explain it to me because builders pay for home building commission was it home building
0: compensation compensation HBC, insurance, yeah
1: but then they pass the cost on to home buyers yes how does that work out can you explain All right. it to me
0: okay well, first of all, it's only for buildings that are under four storeys.
1: Right. Buildings over that can't get any insurance whatsoever, no. which is ridiculous.
0: So, And that's because in 2010, the insurers, the private insurers said, look, all these buildings that are being built, by, that are being self-certified, it's just too big a risk. Right. We're so, out of here. It's going to cost us, it cost us our industry if we insure buildings. That we know are going to be shoddily built. Buildings under four stories have to have home building compensation. That includes houses. But to get that um, as an owner, you have to prove that the builder has either died or gone into receivership liquidation. Doesn't exist anymore. Otherwise, you would be expected to pursue the builder for the the shoddy work or whatever. The builder has to pay a premium to HBC. Or I care, you know, to cover the possibility that they're going to default. The premiums have apparently gone up thirty percent in the past year. Um, the number of claims has trebled in the past three years. Builders, obviously, they will put the cost of that insurance. It they'll build that into the, the cost of your home or your house or your apartment. They want to cover themselves. Basically, they are insuring the building on your behalf, supposedly. But because there are so many builders defaulting and there's so many many defective buildings, the cost has got out of control. And it's something like...
1: 700 million.
0: 700 million in total, but it's like one and a half times the cost it would be in Victoria, for instance.
1: Wow.
0: So it's just one of these things that the government here in New South Wales over the past 20 years has just allowed the building standards to get totally out of control and the insurers are just refusing to pick up it apparently it takes an average of 9 months to resolve a claim with HBC and in a lot of cases all the builder has to do is is prove that they are not out of business and you can't claim right and and apparently according to the article in the Sun Herald Fair Trading take a very light touch approach to this so that they will go to builders and try and say, oh, can you fix this? Can you pay them back or whatever? All very sort of, you know, friendly chats on the phone kind of thing. And some builders are just, you know, promising the earth and not delivering.
1: Right. So nine months is a long time. If you're in a low-rise apartment building, you're going to have to wait nine months to get any compensation like if you've got a hole in a hole appears in your wall or a a huge leak in in the roof above which comes down into your apartment that's a long time to wait in a 40 building
0: well the most common thing is as we discovered at the weekend bathrooms that are not properly sealed they don't Mm. put proper membrane down they don't seal around the edges they don't grout properly because these are all things that are done by subcontractors and the builders will screw them to pay them as little as they possibly can, and the subcontractors will just make it look like they've done a good job. Sometimes, when we, sometimes <laughs> there's obviously
1: good subcontractors sub- yeah, yeah, ab- out absolutely. there. Yeah, absolutely. But
0: uh, if they're getting screwed for the payments, so the builder can save money, then you know the end user is the one who's going to suffer ultimately, sure. and that's and that's when the claims come in. Mm. But you know, it just seems to be totally out of control.
1: Yeah, so although I couldn't have a shower in my shower, good on David Chandler for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for preventing all the, the heartache for that other building that he's looking at, really.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, hopefully now that he's operating, all these issues will decrease. They'll never go away entirely, no. but they'll be reduced considerably. And the other thing is you about the high rises over uh, three storeys, four storeys and over, they have to put a 2% bond into, they pay it to the government, and that's against any defects that come up in the buildings. And a lot of developers are just adding that to the price and going, okay, well, we will make the building 2% less efficient. uh, efficient." Yeah.
1: And as well, 2% is quite minuscule, really. I mean, it costs so much to retrospectively repair buildings when there are defects, 2% doesn't really go very far.
0: No, and especially if you've got to get lawyers involved.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, if
0: you get a a really tricky case with a developer who's ducking and diving and doesn't want to uh, accept that there are defects, then that money just disappears because you've got to get experts in to check, do surveys. You've got to get lawyers in to go and fight the the battle in court. And yeah, I mean, it just would be so much easier to get the job done properly in the first place. And as we've said before, fixing defects when the building is being built costs about a fifth of how much it costs to fix them after it's finished. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, that was really quite an interesting story. Um, I've always been confused about this thing about, you know, people say there's no building insurance. Well, there is, but it's any project involving building work that costs more than $20,000 in New South Wales has to be insured through the HBC Mm. thing, unless it's a building that's four stories or more, in which case it goes into a whole other scheme. It's no wonder people get confused. And it's no wonder Mm. people, unscrupulous developers and builders, take advantage of that. Very different in Victoria for a variety of reasons. There builders have a duty of care ultimately to the purchaser for 10 years. They have to have a 10-year warranty on their... Wow. Yeah. So that's why one of the reasons there are a lot fewer claims in Victoria. One of the other reasons there are a lot fewer claims in Victoria is that it takes a special resolution at a general meeting to even start legal action. Right, okay. which is going to change when the new laws come in, okay. in Victoria. So there's still this problem, just gets more and more complicated. And let's hope that in five years' time, uh, we won't even be talking about things like this no. because
1: we David... won't have anything to talk about. It'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have happy stories happy about stories. butterflies and rainbows and unicorns.
0: Yes, and talking about happy stories. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about a a resolution of what was a bitter battle at one point, but um, now has resulted in. I think everybody feels is a win-win. That's after this. So we were down at the Waverley Bowling Club, which uh, is in. Uh, Bondi Junction near there? Well, it's in Waverley, obviously. But you know, it's in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, um, very near Bondi Beach. And a kind of dilapidated old building with bowling greens that haven't seen a bowling ball for a long time, quite clearly. Um, what was it all about? What was going on, Sue?
1: Yeah, well, ten years ago the bowl the Waverley Bowler was in real financial trouble, so they signed an agreement to be bought out by East's the group which owns the the, the, the Roosters, Roosters. Um, NRL club among yeah. others, and uh, East agreed to 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 invest in the bowling club as long as they turned a profit, and look after it, and make sure it would be a facility that would continue for many years to come. Hmm. But then a few years later, East came up with a new deal saying, "Well, you're not in profit, so therefore we'd like to bring." an NRL training facility to this Waverley spot and we'll send you over to Bondi to have your Bowls bowling club there. And there was a community uproar. Well, they are also going to
0: build two high-rise blocks, weren't they? That's
1: right, yeah. Two high-rise blocks of apartments too. So it was going to become a really big development site. And lots of the community were outraged. Lots of the bowling club members were outraged. And the bowling club members actually leafleted as many East members as they could to yep. go along to the EGM that was caused yep. and vote against the proposal. Right. And in the end, um, East went into a joint partnership with Mervac. They sold the, the site to Mervac and right. went into a joint partnership to, to redevelop the site. But this time, they're going to develop two new bowling greens on the site yep. and only 55 Quite low-rise apartments, really, kind of six levels, five levels, four levels yep. um, in four different blocks. Um, and, and there's going to be a club. And a clubhouse, yeah, right. with with kind of modern cafe and restaurant and, I think, a rooftop and all the kind of modern amenities. So the bowling club members are delighted. Mm. Um, Mervac's delighted. The East Group delighted. The local community are delighted. So it's right. kind of a real... A really fabulous outcome. Yeah. And it's interesting because lots of the, there's lots of old clubs all around, the RSL clubs, bowling clubs, old league clubs, which have all seen better days. Mm. And many of them are now becoming in the sights of developers to develop them for, for residential or yeah. Yeah. commercial uses. And this is a really good template for how to keep the community happy, the owners happy, the users happy. Yeah. And hopefully that kind of partnership can be replicated throughout Sydney. We've also seen Woolaware Bay, which yeah. is the old Cronulla Sharks Club yeah. grounds. That's been redeveloped to a huge, huge residential apartment complex. But what's the
0: community component in that? In that? Yep,
1: they've they've got the, the sharks are still there. The community building is still there, but it's kind of much more modern. It's been rebuilt to much better standards. Right. So there, there are good outcomes possible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting to see. I mean, when they when we were there at, at Waverley the other day, they started digging yeah. um, at the bowling club greens and a couple of the cutting
0: the the sod, they yeah. call it. Yeah.
1: Although they had a bit of trouble because over so many years it had become so compacted. It yeah. was really quite hard to dig in, <laughs> which was a problem for their little ceremony. But it was interesting to see some of the Bolo members just um, with tears in their eyes watching that. But yeah. they also said they were extremely excited because. By 2023, all the work will be finished, and it will be ready to celebrate their 130th anniversary of the club. It's been going a long, long time. Yeah,
0: they've had a few sort of state and national champions through that club as well, I believe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, you know, kids from the local area join as well, and they've got whole families with three generations who've been members. Yeah. So it's lovely that that's continuing. And as well, they're going to continue the tradition of barefoot bowls, which... Um, brought a lot of money to the club when they couldn't really keep uh, couldn't couldn't really afford to keep their greens in good order they introduced yeah. barefoot bowls so that will continue as well
0: you know we tend to think of bowls as being an old persons game because a lot of older people can still play it but at a highly competitive level it really is a a, a young persons there's a lot of walking up and down those greens mm. as well as the the accuracy i remember and
1: bending down and yeah mm.
0: I remember years ago hearing about a guy who'd uh, taken up bowls because he wanted to go to the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games or the Commonwealth Games, and he wanted to represent Scotland at a sport, but he was already in his mid-20s. And, you know, if you haven't trained for, you know, athletics or gymnastics or whatever all your life, you've got no chance when you're in your mid-20s. But he thought, oh, I'll take up bowls. They go to the Commonwealth Games. (laughs) And he, he got in, he got into the Scottish oh, team. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Yeah.
0: It, it's a nice game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's very social Very too, much so, yeah. Because yeah. people chat and...
0: But, you know, part of their thing is that these apartments will be overlooking the Greens. Mm. And I, I'm sure they're thinking, well, there's a potential membership there. Absolutely. Just sitting, watching.
1: And also a motivation to do a bit better as well.
0: Yeah, maybe people can't handle the pressure. I don't know. Maybe people... You know, the funny thing would be if people moved in and then started complaining about the noise of the the balls clattering against each other.
1: yes, because they really chink, don't they? And then the bowlers kind of having a chat and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Uh, that would be ironic. That would be
0: very Sydney, wouldn't it? You (laughs) buy an apartment in the bowling club and then complain about the noise of the balls. (laughs) It's like the people... I heard that uh, people in the the new um, Omnia, the one in King's Cross, somebody had written to the council to complain about this flashing sign near their window, (laughs) and could it be switched off at night? Coca-Cola sign that's what they're talking about. (laughs) And apparently they'd only viewed the apartment during the day.
1: Oh, and hadn't noticed noticed
0: that They hadn't noticed the sign at all. And then, of course, at night it's uh, constantly changing you know, the light on that side that would
1: be kind of hard wouldn't it but it has been there much much longer than the building
0: absolutely yeah, yeah.
1: it's you know, like Luna park and the apartments at Luna park always complaining about people screaming from the from some of the rides
0: well that's been going on
1: for mm. years and
0: years and years yeah, and
1: it's the same thing
0: and people say it's one of the things that has held back the development of Of Luna Park, but we've had that story recently where uh, the fire, you know, that was deliberately set Mm. so that they could demolish the whole park and put apartments in there, which I don't think ever happened. No. Which is a good thing. Mm. When we come back, we'll be talking about our website and a couple of little changes that's after this.
1: Jimmy, do you you've um, done a little bit of a redesign of your website. A bit of a tweet. The flatchat.com.au yes. website. dot yes. Flat-chat, yeah. au website.
0: Yeah, so I just one of the things that is very popular, uh, probably the most popular thing on the website is the forum. You know, people write in and, and uh, ask questions and people answer questions. And, you know, it's a funny thing. For me, it's a temptation whenever i somebody asks a question and i know the answer to it i have to resist the temptation <laughs> to answer immediately because there are people out there who enjoy yeah.
1: engaging
0: yeah so i got to give them a chance to to answer the question but um the way the the website was set up there's a kind of like the 20 most recent topics uh, are automatically generated as a list but it was way down at the bottom of the the page and we've got a commitment to our sponsors we've got to let people see their adverts they were pushing all that stuff down so I tweaked it around and we've now got we've now pulled the the forum most recent things up to the top
1: right because right, that forum is as well as being popular I mean it's really interesting isn't it what, what's the latest stuff that uh, you know there's it,
0: always there's always something new and somebody came up and asked the question about the owners' corporation making donations. I don't know if it was to a charity or some campaign or something like that.
1: Asking if that was legal.
0: Asking if it was legal. And obviously they objected to whatever it was the owners' corporation had supported. So I had a look at the... I'm not a lawyer, but I can read what it says in the law. And what it says is... You've got two funds in every owner's corporation. You've got the administration fund and the maintenance fund. And the maintenance fund is purely to be used for maintaining physical parts of the building.
1: So it's like the sinking fund.
0: Yeah. And the admin fund is basically things like paying your bills, you know, paying electricity bills and and professional fees and things like that that go into the running of the building. It doesn't say anything about, donating money to charities or for campaigns it, it it's not specifically spelled out that you can do that but then somebody came up with a case i think i think it was in queensland where the tribunal there ruled that their law which is very very similarly worded to ours in new south wales the admin fund is to be used to pay for things that the owner's corporation gets a return from that, i.e. Mm. you pay a professional to do a professional job. You you pay for electricity and the electricity keeps coming into the building.
1: So it has to be a benefit.
0: It has to be a benefit. And you could argue that um, supporting a campaign that benefited apartment blocks generally was a benefit to the building. You could argue that. I don't know how effective that argument would be. And I don't know if anybody has ever challenged this. A lot of buildings are members of the Owners' Corporation Network. Is that a material benefit? They have to pay a subscription. Is that a material benefit to the building? I, I think so. Mm. But is is it possible that it could be challenged? So that's one of the things in the in the forum. That's being debated. Somebody's written in and said uh, an owner died a couple of years ago and they haven't been a transfer of ownership of the apartment there. And they're saying, well, what paperwork do we need to establish mm. who the owner is? And yeah, things like that. It's
1: a huge variety of stuff, isn't it? Then you've got all the normal stuff about pets and parking and noise yeah. complaints and what to do. And yeah, so it's really helpful for people. So,
0: But there's always something that you, you don't expect, you yeah. know, it's quirky mm. stuff that mm. uh, that it keeps it very interesting, you know, yeah. I and mean, we get a lot of uh, similar stuff, similar problems, because we all sort of share the same kind of problems a lot, but then every so often out of the blue there comes something that you just didn't, mm. you hadn't even thought about. To surprise and delight Absolutely Keeps me (laughs) occupied Keeps me out of mischief Um, I hope everybody likes the new look It's a bit busier But then Strata Living is pretty busy (laughs) Thanks Sue for uh, joining us again
1: Great, thank you Jimmy
0: And thank you all for listening Bye Bye Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Rap Podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flat-chat.com.au. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W, click on subscribe, and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again.